I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. We're rolling. Right on. You know, this is probably my favorite kind of podcast is when you get Mark Baird to come visit us and you're impart scaring, some knowledge. You're scaring me. You know, no, no. <laughs> you know, listen, I mean, the, the ammunition that we have in, in this fight that we're in, in this information fight, is to have the right information yeah. and, and to have the background of the history and, and the facts and this is what we were talking before the show where we hold ourselves to a different standard because the stuff that we put out there, we want to be substantiated. We want to be quantified as fact where the other side doesn't have that same standard. They can say anything they want about any of us, about, you know, any, any issue. They can be completely wrong, but it doesn't matter to them because they, they rally around it. You know, it's funny because I, I take my cue from the Bible here because one thing, the people that hated Jesus the most, they, they just hated him with a passion. They wanted to see him dead, and they ended up killing him. But you know what they always said about him? He speaks as one who has authority. Mm -hmm. In other words, when he said something, people around him knew that he spoke the truth because he spoke with authority. He he wasn't reading the Bible. He mm -hmm. was the Bible. Sure. He had never uh, you know had any formal education, but yet he knew every word of that book going back 5,000 years, and they couldn't ever dispute what he said because he always spoke the truth. And when you speak the truth, the truth will set you free. If not in this world, it will in the next. So why do you think people are so scared of the truth and so against And why do they try to drown out the truth so much? Well, uh, there's an easy explanation for that. It's mm -hmm. kind of scary, but it's mm -hmm. easy. Uh, and here's the explanation. Narrow is the path that leads to salvation, and few will find it. Why? Because you have to conform to a set of circumstances. You need to tell the truth. You need to be honorable. In other words, you need to do something. You mm -hmm. need to change things about yourself that are inconvenient. You need to change things about, about your life that you know are wrong. You need to conform to a certain standard of behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the other. Here, here's the worst of it. And this is why most people will take the mark. They will. 
Broad is the path that leads to destruction, and many will find it. Why? There's no ticket taker. Everybody's welcome. You're okay. It's okay. I'm okay. You want to sleep with a boy? It's all right. It's easy. You want to you want to help your child cut her her mammary glands off and become a boy when when it's physically impossible? Yeah, that's okay too. In fact, the government's going to support you. We're going to pay you. Come on, everybody's welcome. Sure. I don't yeah. care what you're doing. You want to have abortions? We'll pay for them. <clears throat> that's yeah. right. You want to do anything you want to do? We're going to support it. We're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And most people will take the mark because it's easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd stand up for what's right, but I got to feed my kids. I'd stand up for what's right, but I, I boy, I might lose my job. We heard, we heard a lot of that during this COVID. We did. And COVID yeah. really brought that to the forefront, sure. that mentality of I need to do this because my livelihood's on the line. Exactly. W- which in one hand, we sort of want to understand that, right? And I want to put myself in your shoes, but... I've tried and I've never come to that conclusion that I need to follow what they're telling me to do. I think a lot of that stuff starts in the schools. You know, they teach you to conform, you know, sit down in your desk. I mean, you got these hyper kids and you train them to just follow orders. Don't ask questions. Listen to authority. Yeah. Yeah, Put them on meds. Yeah. Oh, you've got a hyper leg syndrome, restless leg syndrome. You need a medication for that because your your leg moves. How can that occur? Yeah. fundamentally because parents abdicate their responsibility and people close their eyes to what's going on mm-hmm. around them and they know what's going on because you'd have to be blind and deaf not mm-hmm. to see and hear it and so you just say well gee yeah that's all true but i don't know what i can do about it because i'm just one guy sure and and it's funny i i go back to a story where um george washington was standing on dorchester heights with a famous american guy and one guy just this one guy and they had beat themselves to death. They dug parapets up on this hill that the British thought they couldn't climb. They drug cannon up there, wheeling hand over hand in the freezing mm-hmm. cold and the mud and the rain. And they got these cannon up on the heights overlooking Boston. And uh, Washington says, man, I don't know where to start. I mean, the British are down there. Gage is down there. The ships are in the harbor. I don't know. You know, I don't, what do we start blowing up? Mm-hmm. And this famous American says, you see that big white house over there? And he says, yeah. And he says, that's General Gage's headquarters. And Washington says, yeah, I know that. He says, well, blow that house up first. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, whose house is it? And the guy says, it's mine. It was John Hancock. That's so right. he tells Washington to blow up his own house yeah. because it had to be done and it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so he thought not about the consequences after the fact. He he. Always do what's right. And Ben Franklin said, whenever you're in doubt, whenever there's a doubt in your mind, always do what's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you can never go wrong with that. People are going to hate you for that, though. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try to destroy you for that. And they're going to work against you. And they may get you. And John Hancock lost everything in the Revolutionary he War. He was, he, was, he was the richest one of them. Yeah. And he was flat broke at the end of it. So. And he had to know what was coming. So... You know, when in doubt, always do what's right. And then we come back to, really, the question here is, what is the proper role of government? Mm -hmm. Is the proper role of government to chain your child to a desk and turn him into a mindless automaton and fill his veins with drugs and and tell you what he is to learn and what he isn't to learn and what is right? Is Mm -hmm. is it government's job to tell you what is right and what is wrong? Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is no. There is only one proper role of government, that is to defend the rights of the governed, period. Mm -hmm. There are ancillary roles to defend the country from outside invasion, to stand between the federal government and the citizens of a state, to defend liberty, to um, 
you know, and then there are a few things, build roads, you know, um, regulate, regulate regulate, commerce, regulate commerce. Yeah. Make sure that trade is free and available to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, and that was really born out of the fishing wars. You know, it isn't fair for a state that lives near the coast to pay less duty or tonnage on something than Mississippi does because it has to go further by road and every state could tax that tonnage as it goes through. But there were a few things that needed moderation, and those things are in Article 1, Section 8, period. And even the Cal- even California has a constitution. Why, why bother with these things? Why have a constitution? Who cares? What does that document do? And in California, it's easy. We, the people of the state of California, grateful to Almighty God for our freedom that to secure and perpetuate its blessings, we establish a constitution. That's why we wanted it. That's why we wrote it. The government didn't write it. We wrote it. It is the rules that created the government. They're the rules that government must obey or they are in violation of the law, or as William Blackstone calls it, people have rights. You have the right to do things. Government is only capable of wrongs. That's where the term right came from, right and wrong. Government can do wrong because they have no rights. They're an inanimate object. They're a creation of the people. They were pulled out of our imagination, our experience, our, our trials, our tribulations, and the wars, and, and the uh, tyranny that, that came before. And so that set of rules was to guarantee that government never couldn't possibly create tyranny and couldn't possibly subjugate people Mm -hmm. because there was a set of rules that government was to live by. If you break a rule, you're subject to criminal prosecution. That's it. That's the set of laws that we have and that govern us. And we, we give up some of our freedom intentionally in order to protect the freedoms we hold most dear. In other Mm -hmm. words, um, if you were perfectly free, you could go hundred miles an hour in a school zone. Why don't we do that? Because you might kill somebody else's kid. Sure. And then you would be wrong. Mm-hmm. You have the right to be free, but you're wrong if that freedom takes someone else's life, liberty, or property away from them. Mm-hmm. That makes you wrong. Or even their freedom. Or if your freedom, freedom infringes so on what is there. government when they take your life, your liberty, mm-hmm. your property, or your freedoms away from you? What are they? Are they right? They're wrong. But who enforces that? We do. Yeah. yeah, nobody's been enforcing it lately with a what's rabid, going on in our federal dog government. is not going to chain himself to the barn door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone has to come and do it. Yeah. And, when, and when your dog keeps eating chickens and you can't stop him, there are only two ways to stop him from eating those chickens. Mm-hmm. Chain him up so he can never reach a chicken again or shoot him in the head. Nope. I, take, I disagree with you because um, I've had a lot of dogs. I've had chickens for a long time, and there's an old trick that you tie yep. the chicken to the collar mm-hmm. and you let it rot. Hopefully a <laughs> PETA doesn't come after me or something like that. I mean, I just well, heard I, this. I mean, that may be true. It does work. No, no, it does. Yeah. I'm telling you yeah. right now. I've, yeah. I mean, I've got a great Pyrenees female right oh. now. She killed the chicken. I got mad at her. I didn't want to do it to her. And and uh, she, she. anyways, we're getting off track, but it works. Yeah. Anyways, it works. You but it, I mean, they got meat bees coming after them, and it's rotting, and you and but there has they to never be, touch a chicken there again. There has to be some way to disincentivize that chicken eating. Right? Yeah. It isn't because you. It isn't because <laughs> you hate the dog. It's just you can't afford to keep replacing those darn chickens. Yeah. Sure. You know. Sure. And that's the same with government. And but that's up to us. And so one way we have to do that is the Second Amendment. That is our way to demonstrate to government that we will not be tyrannized and that we will not go quietly and that they cannot just come and take our stuff. 
That's why the government hates the Second Amendment. And that's why they vilify the militia part of it or try and make yeah. it like, oh, that's the National Guard now or, yeah. you know what I mean? And then and deep down, they want rid of that gun ownership part mm-hmm. too. So, yeah. so are these truths or are they lies? They're lies because the Constitution is very plain. We have a right. We know it because it says so in the Constitution uh, mm-hmm. that we have the right to keep and bear arms and that right shall not be infringed. And, and it wasn't for hunting. It wasn't for hunting. <laughs> it wasn't for trap shooting. It wasn't for <laughs> trap shooting. <laughs> no. And the militia also was a is codified in pretty much every state's constitution, including California's. Mm-hmm. And it is not the organized militia. In other words, what kind of right is it if you have to ask government to exercise the right to have a militia? Sure. I mean, what if they say no? Sure. You know what? What right? Well, and they will. You, so you can bet on them saying no. Of course, they'll say no. Sure, because they can and because they want to. Because mm-hmm. they don't want you to have any power that they can't. Uh, control absolutely, mm-hmm. and that they don't g- give permission for in the first place. And any time you have a government that is that powerful, that's tyranny. Oh yeah, and I've seen it, and I've seen it in a lot of places in the world. But so the Second Amendment is our guarantee that government cannot take absolute power and come and and deprive us of our life, our liberty, or our property. Mm-hmm. And I'm suing the state of California to restore the open carry of a loaded weapon without government permission in the state of California, just like we had prior to 1967, when about 20 black guys scared the crap out of them and scared every legislator in Sacramento because they were protesting, you know, and and I I have my opinion of the Black Panthers, but it's not relevant to the discussion. Mm -hmm. The point is they were conducting a lawful demonstration during which no one was harmed and no one was threatened not directly. And after that, that champion of liberty, Ronald Reagan and the National Rifle Association immediately wrote the Mulford Act, stripping everyone in California of the right to openly carry a loaded weapon, a right which was uninfringed from 1791 all the way to the present, including 150 years of constitutional law in California, Mexican rule before that and Spanish rule before that. And so we were stripped of that because of one demonstration that scared one group of lawmakers and during which no one was hurt. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the original cause of this. So the state of California, in their complaint, they said that they have given, or the, uh, California has delegated to county sheriffs and city police chiefs the authority to decide who may carry and conversely who may not carry mm-hmm in the streets, parks, plazas, and shopping centers of its cities, towns, and so on, under California Penal Code, blah, blah, blah. So what they're stating is they took your Second Amendment and they gave the authority over who may exercise an enumerated right to sheriffs and police chiefs. They put it out for bid. They put it out for bid because there have been two sheriffs that were indicted. One of them's under indictment right now for selling your right to political contributors and denying it to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So is that really, is that a right that you, if you have to buy it, is it a right if you have to convince someone with no appeal process that you somehow pass all the moral turpitude tests and you can get past all their hoops and you can train enough and, and the training gets harder and harder and more expensive and longer and longer and longer, and that you can answer all the questions and that you're willing to submit a live scan. Oh, and by the way, the state can't be trusted with that information because they've dumped it on the internet and they've sold it to anti-gun groups to use in, in doxing people and uh, 
every crackhead in California knows what your address is and what kind of gun you have and you know, no big stretch to come when you're not home and try to take them. I, well, I just then, gotta throw it out there that real sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So uh all that doxing you're talking about going on, and then at the same time in California, they uh we got a guy I did the, that law pass where if somebody has uh sex with a kid that's less than 10 years younger than them here right. in California, that it's not they're not considered a pedophile, they don't become uh, on what's that the registry the, the registry megan's law pedophile yeah. megan's law so we could have a a, a 15 year old sleep with the five-year-old well it, what's the difference raping an unconscious person's been reduced to a misdemeanor anyway yeah. so giving hiv aids first. to somebody on yeah. purpose is a but the, anyways i just had to point out the well, hypocrisy well, that hypocrisy if you if altered. you go through that whole process though that mark just talked about to to get your firearm and and maybe a concealed weapons permit then at the same time, once you do all that, you still may not be able to buy ammunition unless uh, you have purchased a firearm in the last five years or, you know what I mean? Right. So even once you get right. your gun, you got to do a bunch of stuff even to buy ammo. You can purchase ammunition for a weapon that they don't have a record of it being registered to you. And so the, the, the uh, New York Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin was probably one of the most important cases that come out of the Supreme Court. And, it, it, and what they did, and this was a funny case because it started open carry. Uh, somehow the lawyers changed it to a concealed carry case. Um, okay, but, but Justice Thomas got his way because they not only said that you cannot use show just cause for, for an excuse to, to deny someone a permit. Now, California is already um, getting out of that, and all the states are challenging that. And they're saying, well, you don't have to have just cause anymore, but you have to pass a moral turpitude interview that may involve a psychiatrist instead. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then who's the arbiter of how the test comes out? Well, we are, not you. So, uh, so what, that's why we want unrestricted open carry. First of all, the state can't be trusted to um, be even-handed with your rights. Second of all, they can't be trusted with your personal information. Third of all, as Satano v. Massachusetts says, um, states may not debar people the use of arms because states are more often interested in disarming people than they are in keeping people safe. Mm -hmm. So, And the state's own expert witness said in 39 years in law enforcement, he never approved a concealed carry permit for an ordinary citizen because it's just bad public policy. Sure. And we've talked about public policy before. These are all the arbitrary things that someone can make up. They're not laws, but they become law by virtue of the fact that you're stripped of the ability to do something you have the right to do based on these uh, arbitrary things that the government comes up with. Therefore, enumerated rights, and Thomas outlined this very carefully, mm -hmm. enumerated rights are above government's policy table. Mm -hmm. No branch of government, Thomas said, not even the third branch of government, has the ability to alter an enumerated right because then it becomes no right at all. Sure. And that's in Bruin. So we, they not only said, yeah, uh, in concealed carry, you can't make people show just cause. But what they did more importantly was they laid out the exact rules through which all Second Amendment law will be adjudicated in the future. Mm. And that is that the text of the amendment means what it says it means in the language of the people who wrote it and in the minds of the people who wrote it. And if government wants to justify a regulation, they have to show that 
the founders and the authors of the amendment approved of that regulation in 1791. Well, California can't do that because number one, California didn't exist in 1791. And two, there were no prohibitions on the open carry of loaded weapons, none whatsoever anywhere in the state of California for its entire history up until 1967. And Thomas also said with the help of Kavanaugh and Barrett and the rest of them, that any history that the government chooses to justify its regulation must date back to the founding era. You can't say, well, in 1967, public policy dictated, because that's not the sure. founding era. It's too late. You yeah. can't even say in 1891, two towns in Northern California banned open carry. Too late. These regulations have to date back to 1791. And there are no, and the state even admits, well, there are lots of prohibitions on carry throughout the history of the United States. And we point out in our motion for preliminary injunction, yeah, and every single one of them applied to concealed carry. Mm -hmm. Concealed carry has never been recognized as a right. I, I disagree with that statement. I think, I think to carry a weapon is your right. But the court says that concealed carry isn't a right. And the Ninth Circuit has said it 50 times. And the National Rifle Association is getting ready to argue yet again. They've lost 10 cases trying to prove that if you allow concealed carry, if you allow concealed carry, you can ban open carry. And they're going to argue in the Flanagan case, John Clement, who actually argued the Bruin case, the prevailing side of the Bruin case, is now going to argue that states can ban open carry as long as they allow concealed carry. And so even the state's saying, and, and we, so we file a motion for preliminary injunction. That means you have to bar enforcement of that statute right now, period. Mm -hmm while the, court, the case winds its way through court. The state argued in their reply, the defendants have the ability, or excuse me, the plaintiffs have the ability to carry. Why do they need the right to carry? If you have the ability to carry, why do you need a right? If you have the ability to speak, speak freely, why do you need the right to speak freely? You don't need rights because we, the, the overreaching government, will allow you to do certain things. And if we allow you to do those things, you don't need the right to do them, do you? Sure. I mean, what do you need rights for? <laughs> yeah. We'll let you do the things we think yeah. are okay. Mm -hmm. And we'll jail you for the things we don't think so are So it becomes okay. a moving target. It becomes uh, a super subjective thing it's, for them. It's the same as the Wuhan and everything else. It yeah. is subject to what the state likes to call in the water wars, adaptive management. Yeah, have you heard that term yet? Oh yeah. Well, what is adaptive management? It's whatever we say it is when we say it because the goalpost is always mm -hmm. moving because if we adaptively manage this way and we don't like the outcome, then we're going to adaptively sure. manage that way until we do like the outcome and, and be damned if you lose out of the deal. Sure. sure. So we have to get back here. We have to, as people, get back to the point to where we force the government that we created not the other way around. We created this government, and Article 2, Section 1 of the California Constitution outlines that. Government was created by the people for their good, not government's good. And we have the right to alter that government anytime the public good demands it. Anytime doesn't mean you have to wait for an election or you got to pass an amendment or you got to get an initiative. It means anytime. So that is the way to the people speaking. Well, we we're, have to. we're fighting it right now, right here in Shasta County, the local CRPA 
is trying to get the supervisors to adopt the Second Amendment resolution. Mm-hmm. So they they got it approved by the the state CRPA. They mm-hmm. put it in, and I believe it was Les Boss said, "Well, we better have Cruz, our local, our attorney, county attorney, look mm-hmm. it over." And he's he's trying to change the language sure. from where it says uh, basically talks about the Constitution. He wants to take that out mm-hmm. and put in there. What's it called when you talk about previous law instead of the president? Yeah, president, legal president. He wants to use case law instead of the constitution. Exactly. Well, I mean, uh, so so if that's true, then uh, Dred Scott. Well, that's case law. You know, if a slave escapes a slave state and you arrest him in a free state, you got to give him back. That's case law. How come we don't follow that? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have case law that's horrible. Roe v. Wade. That was case law for years and years and years. Do we Mm -hmm. follow that now? I mean, in other words, are we gonna are we gonna climb down the the trail to hell intentionally because it's case law? No, mm-hmm. and that's what Thomas is saying. Case law be damned, because that's just a successive load of judges making things worse and worse and muddier and muddier. Mm-hmm. The Constitution is and means what it says it does. That's powerful. And f- yeah. and further, he says, if an individual's conduct complies with the plain text of an amendment, that conduct is presumptively constitutional. And two superior courts in California have already agreed with that. And one of them in People v. Diaz in Sacramento let two felons go for having openly carried a loaded weapon on the seat of their car because he said California's permit schemes are all functionally unconstitutional and therefore no one can be coerced into trying to get a permit nor prosecuted for failing to get a permit Mm -hmm. because the constitution allows the individual to openly carry a loaded weapon. So, so tell us where we're at now, Mark, I I know with your lawsuit and what you're going through here in the court system, November 4th, there's a hearing in the Robert Matsui courthouse in Sacramento. And this is a hearing for whether the judge will grant the preliminary injunction based on the Bruin guidance, because another mistake the, the state made, our case was held pending the outcome of Bruin. Mm. And what they were hoping for was a really poor decision in Bruin. And then they could say, yeah, see, we told you, you can't carry unless we bless you. More case law, huh? More case law. But they didn't get that. In fact, the Supreme- They don't want to use case law now then. The Supreme Court rejected (laughs) the interest balance. They said it is not uh, for the state to say, is it worth it for you to have a right in spite of public safety? They can't say that. They have to go by history and text and the text clearly defends our position and also with ninth circuit precedent denial of a a constitutional guarantee is in and of itself irreparable harm Mm. to the person who was denied that right that is irreparable harm that grants the preliminary injunction in fact our attorney she she got pretty bold and she said if this court is intellectually honest there is no way you can deny this preliminary injunction Wow. Because this is an assault on the Second Amendment, pure and simple. And so uh, that's what, so November 4th, 9 a.m., we don't know what where we are in this, on the schedule. In other words, if people show up at 9, sure. they might have to wait till 2 in the afternoon. And it would be great to pack that courtroom. We have to. We yeah. really have to because public opinion does influence a judge. And it does put pressure on a judge. And it does create news and buzz. And what's our problem here? We never get heard. Never, ever. 
I mean, you look at like the national news with, say, the governor's race. Yeah, we got a kind of a funny pair of candidates here, but one of them says he's a conservative. Have you heard one single thing about California elections on the news? No, nothing. And I mean crickets. You will not hear about this case in the news. You won't. Should people be writing their representatives or calling? um, Can you maybe give some guidance on that? Yeah. I mean, you can call your state representative and you can write to them, send them emails because they don't answer the phone 90% of the time anyway Mm -hmm. and say, "I, I support the Baird v. Bonta outcome for open carry in California. Stop taking my rights away. One sentence. Yeah. Just, just like that. And I vote. Mm-hmm. I vote. Stop yeah. taking my rights away. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and send one off here uh, yeah. today. Sure. Yep. But, but also, it, it's bigger than that because even the people who say they support the Second Amendment don't. I mean, no gun group has helped us with this case. Sure. The NRA is arguing against open carry on a daily basis. Um, I, I applaud CRPA. I applaud uh, Second Amendment Foundation. I applaud Gun Owners of America. Mm. None of them want anything to do with this case. Mm. Why? Because if we win, what's the litigation in California? What's the, sure. you know. Now, now, my take on that is, and I'm a CRPA member, by the way, and, and I buy my membership five years at a time because I believe in the group. I am not an NRA member anymore, mm-hmm. though, because I don't believe in their stand. Sure. But, um, uh, you know, the thing is, these groups lose relevance when there's no litigation to be had. If you have the unrestricted right to open carry a loaded firearm, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? W- what will they do for you then? Now, I say that the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. Mm. Stay in the CRPA, stay in Gun Owners of America, stay in the Second Amendment Foundation because challenges to our liberty are coming all the time. Yeah, we'll win this big battle, but it doesn't mean it's over because you can bet your life that the minute I win this case, and I think I will win it at some point, maybe not in this court, but in the next one, um, the legislature's head is going to explode and they're going to come up with some very creative ways to steal your liberty away from you again. And it might be momentary, but we'll have it. Mm-hmm. And once we have that liberty, it's going to be hard for them to take it away from us because personally, I won't submit. No, They can't take a liberty if I don't give it to them. They can't take my water because I tell them, if you want the water, bring your gun because it's going to be on otherwise. Mm-hmm. They can't take my property because I won't let them on my property without a warrant. And they never have a warrant. They can't take your liberty if you don't give it to them. And that's a very expensive statement to make because you can end up dead over that statement. Sure. But, but guess what? If, if uh, a small percentage of people had uh, 10% of the balls of you or Carlos or Woody, I mean, if 50% of the people had 10% of the balls of you three, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. Straight up, I'm. Just, I mean, maybe not. You know, maybe not. But um, we now, need... is there a remedy outside of the legal system for all this? Sure, there is. But and the reason I chose court is is this, yes. and I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed of it. But sure. the reason I chose court to remedy this instead of just starting to carry is, court is the only place where one guy can go without sure. any help from anybody sure. and try to make a difference. Sure. And there is damn little help out there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I was. Um, I was kind of funny. I was watching him yank the former president of China out of the room right sure. after the party. Everybody saw that. Yeah. You know what the rest of the guys were doing? These were his buddies, his friends. Mm-hmm. They, they, they worked with him all their lives. They were commies, but mm-hmm. they all knew this guy. Sure. You know what they were doing when they drug him out of the room? They're all looking at their shoes. I gave a speech in Mount Shasta to a pretty big group of people. Mm-hmm. 
And one guy says, well, why don't we go down to the um, police chief's office? Because in Mount Shasta, sure. the police chief gives out permits. And he could yeah. give out open carry permits, yeah. but yeah. no one in California ever has. Well, let's go have a protest on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And we'll start, we'll, you know, let's get after this thing. Let's get involved. The first guy says, well, you know, it's supposed to rain on Monday. And the second guy said, yeah, it's, and it's supposed to be like in the 30s, too. <laughs> And and another guy said, "Well, I've I've got a God forbid um, any hardship. You know, I've got to clean my garage on Monday. Yeah. And you know, in other words, everybody was looking at their shoes. Yeah. And I just um, I just went okay. You know, I, I I'm glad that the guys at Whiskey Hollow, I'm glad at the guys at Valley Forge, I'm glad the guys on Lexington Green, mm-hmm. none of whom had any military experience mm-hmm. whatsoever, weren't looking at their shoes on sure. April 19th. Yeah. I mean, they fought, they lost." They didn't quit, and eventually we won something. We won a nation, mm-hmm. and it's ours as long as we can keep it. Mm-hmm. So on November 4th, right? There's a hearing. If you want to support this and go there in person, yeah. I mean, we should have a big caravan. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'll, I'll be first one to follow you down there, okay. straight up. Well, we're That's gonna, a Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday, and this judge is notorious for changing the schedule one day before. Because she loves to make people drive 10 hours only to get there to find out, oh, court's been moved to Monday. Because wow. she knows that 99% of the people won't back. make the drive on Monday. Yeah. We we tried to sue the state, me and Carlos, and I think yeah. Woody was involved in that against the COVID mandates and yeah. shutting down. Mm-hmm. And so one way tactic they can use is you you start these lawsuits, but then right. they lift the mandates. Right. And then you got to start all over again. And they go, well, you can't sue someone for something that isn't happening. Right, and sure. then they just put the mandate out again. And then it's like, and oh, you don't want to spend the money again. Yeah, it's then, like, oh, here's another know. 15 they, grand to the lawyer. Or to they free- change five words. Yeah, so. or they change five words. You know what I mean? They have these snaky tactics. Or, or they deny you standing and they say, well, look, uh, all of the people in California are in jeopardy because of this. So it's a general harm, not a specific harm. You sure. have no standing, go away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, uh, there are a million ways that courts steal your liberty. But, but look, here's the deal. I, I will be in Sacramento at 9 a.m. I don't know whether we're going to go down the night before or what, but but I will be there for this hearing. And I urge everyone that cares about your liberty, try try to make it. Do your best. I Robert mean, Matsui Robert Courthouse. Matsui Courthouse. Okay. Yeah, and you can Google that; it'll yeah. come up. And it's probably on uh, uh, the third floor. That's Judge Mueller's courtroom. Okay. Um, Judge Mueller is a Democratic operative. I'm not gonna not gonna pretend she isn't. She is. Uh, she's a better lawyer for the state than the state's attorney is. She mm. gives the state's attorney advice in court all the time. She never gives our attorney yeah. advice in court. Yeah. And somehow that judge thinks that's okay, but she also said there are no pre-constitutional rights. You don't have God-given rights. Wow. You, have, you have rights that the government bestowed upon you through the Constitution, and she absolutely doesn't understand how all that works. The government is God, is what she's mm-hmm. trying to tell you. That's exactly, that's, well, that's the government message. is God to her, <laughs> and it's God to most people in government, mm-hmm. and you are the subjects. And most people out of government. You right. know, I mean, it, government right. says jump, and they go, how high? You are not citizens. You are subjects, mm-hmm. and we can change that. So stand with me. Yeah. You know, stand with me. and, and Well, I appreciate everything you're doing, Mark. We are out of time here, and yeah. I believe you're on the next program here yeah. with Terry and Wynn, which uh, we'll be listening to. Thanks for the information. Oh, this thank is, man, thanks, uh, Mark. God bless you all. It's always you know, great to bless you. And, and the fight keeps on going. This is not, you know, If you won't stand deal. for something, you'll fall for anything. Absolutely. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, continue to share us, YouTube, Facebook, Rumble. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, tell your friends. Uh, it's important information, and, and we appreciate everybody in this room being a part of that fight. So, thank we'll you. Get here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Okay.